Warning, this podcast contains bad words and stories about drugs and sex and overthrowing the government. Proceed with caution. Thank you. And now on to our show. Wake up, brother, we got nothing to do. Let's go outside, just me and you, and build a fort. We'll pack a lunch, won't be home till after dark. Then after dinner, we can sneak back out. You know that high school girl I've been telling you about? Well, she gets undressed about a quarter to nine, and we can watch her do it from the big old pie next door. She got a room on the second floor. Well, looks like another fucked up day in paradise. Okay, so you know, like, the villain in old movies, they'd be twirling their mustache, right? And, and I always thought that was like an indicator that they were evil. You know, if you twirl your mustache, you must be evil. <laughs> right? So, but really the truth is that they're just trying to get their mustache out of the way so that like when they talk, it's not like poking their lips and, or if they're eating, it's not like they're not getting mustache hair in their mouth. Okay. That's what this is about. I don't know what that really says, what, what more information that provides about villains, but just an observation. We can, we can explore it later. Daughter of Godcast, episode 168 now, this season four choice, Dan Kelly, Shri Fuji Split. Uh, I'm going to be a little, a little louder, a little tiny bit more. Oh, there you go. Uh, this is episode two of six in our mad dash into the moment, having paused podcasting for a few five weeks. Got your galoshes on? Puddles ahead. Puddles of fun! So open. In past episodes, I've touted Daughter of God as open source cinema. What does that mean? Sharing. Sharing, basically. Sharing my process of making my first feature. Now, the finishing of my first feature, it feels like, more and more, I've been documenting both the geeky technical adventures and my emotional unfolding because the two go together, at least for me. This podcast may may have started out as an outreach effort and connecting people to the movie might be an outcome still, but as we've gone along, I've let go of agendas. I podcast because I enjoy reflection. I like feeling, I like the feeling of monologuing to the cosmos deliberately of whispering, here I am, and then, and then listening for the echoes. Uh, documenting myself in this public way, regardless if any actual humans are paying attention, it feels kind of genius. I'm learning how to make art for myself, art of myself, receiving, discovering, practicing an art of life. Here's a podcast about the results of unusual choices based on deep trust. My uniqueness feels universal. I misfit. We could all be misfits. 
discrete physicality yearning for some sort of belonging, union, connection. There's plenty of that to be had. The kingdom of God is spread upon the earth and man does not see, well, some see. But the premise of Theme Park Earth is that we forget what we are on purpose. We are ignoring the waters of eternal life at our feet because we want more than mere eternity and omniscience. That's our mission on earth, to go beyond God. How's that for some epic rhetoric? These podcasts are like a box of Cracker Jacks. There's always a prize inside, and that's the prize for this episode. Uh, by the way, for those of you who are not in the United States, and, and I don't even know if they exist anymore, but this is a, this is a, uh, a, a cultural phenomena of the United States when I was growing up. Cracker Jack's box of popcorn, caramel popcorn with some peanuts in there. And, and it was like a little box with a, a picture of a sailor boy, a boy in a sailor outfit on the cover on the front of the box. And inside this box of Cracker Jacks, there was a little prize, a little paper envelope that had a, some kind of toy in it, uh, maybe a tattoo or a tiny book or some, some kind of compass or something like that. So anyway, there you go. That's what Cracker Jacks are and the prize inside. There's that cultural reference. Moving right along, back to our podcast, Public Relations. That's a pretty nifty tagline, going beyond God. Maybe as a general sort of branding for the looming singularity or Elon's Neuralink specifically. Seems to short-circuit perspectives across the board. If you're a believer, you get pissed because God is the ultimate. He'll kick your ass if you try and go beyond him. And skeptics, what's that called? What are they called again? Uh, 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 atheists, right? Skeptics get their toes trod on too because there's no God to go beyond. So you end up nowhere. A blasphemous, nonsensical sentence, but you get the drift. Don't you, dear watcher, watcher, watchener. Don't you, dear watcher, listener, reader. I think I'm getting the hang of this guru shtick, or at least public relations. Wow, okay, what a lot of words. In summary, Open source art is going to be messy. Art is expression and therefore self-discovery. So if I'm going to be an open source artist, it's gonna get personal. Universal too. My famous brother Jim told me Stephen King started out as a closet scribbler. I love that imagery. A big burly dude scrunched up against diaphanous dry cleaning shrouds, his pencil and wiring notebook dimly lit by a dangling light bulb, or better yet, a guttering candle at his side, the faint smell of mothballs in every breath. <sighs> was, the dreaming, was he dreaming of fame and fortune in that closet? Or was he just having a ball writing to himself? Another hunch. Maybe the hundreds of thousands of words I've written and spoken since starting this podcast are just feedstock for some future project. Project. Another outcome I have yet to imagine. So the why of why.movie is no big deal. We'll find out soon enough. Geek me. I am hankering for some impersonal geeky stuff. How about you? Let's get pragmatic. There's a, little there's a little more live action to shoot, pointing cameras and, and microphones at actors, me, in the real world. 
The list of upcoming live-action production is finite. With a little luck, I'll be beard-free before Christmas! That's a little joke. I'm hanging in there with this beard. Like my busted arm, I'm getting by. For now. I might be slightly ahead of myself thinking about shifting gears into, a, into visual effects before the live action is done, but remember in episode 167, Fortunate Fitting Togethers? I am initiating the v VFX phase of Buffalo Joe in the Box as the live action phase finishes up, because the VFX phase needs a bit of warming up before we pull out of the driveway and onto the highway, or high road as my grandparents used to call, call it. Since episode 164 and 165 launched on 11-4, November the 4th, 2019, I got to spend two days with a brilliant, talented, and beautiful Muslim polymath who inspired at least two new scripts. I winterized a workshop for a tenant, I had quality time with my rental dog, did marijuana research, and, it, and started a visual language initiative for the scene Buffalo Joe in the Box with Melanie Steffes and Joe Sissel, no relation to Uncle Joe or Buffalo Joe. I was talking to someone about where the name Joe for Uncle Joe and Buffalo Joe came from, and I posited maybe because my middle name was or is Joe, Joseph, but I recently re-listened to Joseph Campbell and The Power of Myth with Bill Moyers, and I realized, duh, Joe Campbell. Buffalo Joe and the Box. How about a little, how about a little drinky poo, hmm? How about a little drinky poo, Randy? Buffalo Joe and the Box. That little villain action here. <laughs> Buffalo Joe and the Box. A brief recap of this scene. Buffalo Joe gets a message from a burning box to travel to a secret location where he finds another box. The Box, capital B. At this point in the story, all boxes are the box. Anyway, the box's primary mode of communication is visual. She displays words and imagery on her sides in monochrome mediatronics. She is also a god, so her words and images are redolent of divinity. I've asked Joe and Melanie to collaborate with me on developing her visual style, operating under the theory that a hive mind comprised of three savvy artists might equal one goddess. An initial fabulous adventure developing the visual presence of a god with Joe and Melanie. Other adventures are implicit. What are the design criteria? How do we optimally collaborate? Are the box's images animated? And if so, who does the animating? How does the box's visual presence affect the scene? How can this collaboration drive inspiration all around? Should I encourage the other artists to be more relevant to VFX? I think I think these questions need their own episodes. An episode for visioning and a super geeky hands in the clay episode. At least two additional episodes. I need four more to catch up anyway. Launching a month's worth of podcasts generates a lot of energy. Maybe like letting dishes pile up in the sink. When the kitchen clutter reaches critical mass, washing up yields a big transformation. Feels like I've conquered the universe. Procrastination as dramatic enhancement. We're not lazy, we're epic. 
Dan Kelly, Shreve Fuji Split, Daughter of Godcast, Season 4 Choice, Episode 168, Now This. Weeks of skipping episodes, could this be an indicator of podcast burnout? Are they still fun for me? For us? What I know for sure is that I've generated an incredible amount of content in the last three plus years. Not only have I been podcasting, but I've also been movie making. Taken together, that's a lot of art, a lot of creation. If even 10% of what I've created here is fabulous, that's a lot of fabulousness. Yes, I think podcasting is fun for me, maybe even funner than when I started. Am I having fun right now? Probably. In my portfolio of deliberate projects currently unfolding, Daughter of God is certainly the top priority. The podcasts celebrate the cumulative momentum I've been feeling, an opportunity to revel in discoveries and insights, appreciating how much fun I'm having. And who doesn't want to appreciate fun? There's that universal uniqueness again. 